Hello, you're listening to the Greek to Me podcast, a daily discovery of the New Testament scriptures one word at a time. We hope today's podcast helps you better understand and appreciate God's word. January 17, and our word today is pistis. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, the writer of Hebrews says this, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. The word pistis is most frequently translated as faith. It can also be translated as belief. And if we're not careful, the way that it's defined here, it might give us the impression that faith is merely a passive or a, a mental activity. But what I love about this word used in the context of Hebrews chapter 11, which is often referred to as the Hall of Faith because Hebrews 11 is is filled with the the record of stories of men and women in Scripture who had great faith. And what we can learn from these accounts is that they did far more than just think rightly about God. No, they, they put those thoughts about God and His promises to the test, leaning on who He is and what He said, trusting in it, and with immovable confidence depending on who he is and what he had said. It is because of this pistis, this faith, that in Acts 17.31, it's it's literally translated as proof. So if the idea of having, quote, faith in God or, quote, believing in God sounds ethereal or sounds like a spiritual concept or something that we only do with our mind or kind of secretly in our heart, think again. Faith is about assurance. It's about concrete conviction that leads to a lifestyle of radical obedience to God. And God does not require us to have what we might call blind faith either, to trust him for no reason, that is, just because he said so. No, he gives us every reason imaginable to trust in him. He is perfectly trustworthy. He cannot lie, and he does not change. What he promises us in Christ, for example, forgiveness or uh, healing in our in our, our hearts, our, our minds, our souls, all he promises us in this life, like sanctification or joy, and all that we have to look forward to that he's promised us in terms of eternity is as good as done. And so Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 4.18 uh, things that, that seem very consistent with this idea here, this very practical dependence that we call faith. He says, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. This is what it means to, quote, walk by faith and not by sight, as Paul writes elsewhere. For now we live in this tangible world according to the principles of a spiritual one. We lean not on our own understanding, but confidently trust that God's ways are higher And his word is truer and more real, and it's of more substance than anything we might be tempted to trust in here. But as real and as sure as our faith is and should be, it has yet to be fully realized. God is trustworthy, and Christ has paid it all, but one day we will experience fully and forever all we have had faith for, which means we won't need faith any longer, not nearly in the same way. Paul, getting to this point in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, says, So now faith and hope and love abide, but uh, the greatest of these three is love. 
This is true in part because love for one another and God will last eternity, but faith and hope will one day, one great and glorious day, be translated to sight. It will be our full and eternal forever reality. So could you be spoken of in Hebrews chapter 11, this great hall of faith? And don't be starstruck either. When we read of these, remember, these are sin-ridden people just like you and me. All it takes is believing God is who he says he is, and that he will do all that he said he will do, and he can be trusted and depended on without exception every step of the way in this life. And so may we trust God in the way that he's deserving of. May we live by faith and not by sight.